0: You know, when I was in my 20s, I had a thing for older men. I had boyfriends in their 40s, 50s, and 60s when I was in my 20s. Now I'm in my 70s, and I still have a thing for older men. Weird, isn't it? I mean, the youngest man I probably would go to bed with would be in his 50s. But I do still find older men in their 70s and 80s very attractive. My name is Eric, and welcome to the craziness that lives inside my head. The name of this podcast is, I'm calling it, I loathe my life, and there's a reason for it. And it's somebody I met. I lived in Connecticut. I lived in Norcotok, Connecticut, and this person I think lived in Cheshire, Cheshire, Connecticut. And um, we met on Civil Daddies, and we agreed to meet at Starbucks. And it was only at this time; this was Starbucks just got into the market, the Connecticut uh, market. So it was only Starbucks. At that time was in Middleburg. So we met in Middleburg. At Starbucks. And had coffee. That was our first date. Now. At the time I was. 57. And he was 77. So. He sat across from me looking haggard. And in pain. I would tell him. I could tell from his face and body that when he was young, he was one hot dude. He began his interrogation for our rendezvous by informing me that his wife was in a hospice dying of cancer. And his daughter disowned him and he loathed his life. I was taken aback. I wasn't used to hearing that terminology. Why do you load your life, I asked. You know, why well, do you load your life? He began his story with a big gulp of dark Rose. Oh, I love dark Rose. You see, he said as his blue eyes became glazed in memory, I was once madly in love with a boy back in 1966. I never got over him he made me feel alive and wanting to live life to his fullest we did things together we went places together we made love and he was the most beautiful thing in the world to me the problem was I was married to my high school sweetheart and filled with guilt because I no longer loved her And she never made me feel the way this boy did. She thought of us as close friends and invited him in our home. She had no idea that the basement was our love den. Boy. The boy became angry and standoffish. He wanted me to choose between him and my wife. He threatened to leave me if I didn't. He put me in a hellish situation. I couldn't hear. I couldn't, sorry. I couldn't bear to hurt my wife like that. But he was my soulmate. And I had to be one with him. Damn. Then my wife informed me that she was pregnant. So there was no way I was leaving her. He left and I haven't seen or heard from him since. I was devastated and became vindictive towards my wife, an unborn child. I told my wife that I was gay. I told her because I was hoping she would become disgusted and leave me, but it never happened. She loved me so much, she thought that we could work it out together. Boy, was she wrong. So, the elderly man took a long deep breath and another big gulp of dark roast, And I noticed his hands were trembling. I was thinking, were his hands trembling from age or from telling me his story? So he continues. I made demands on her. He sighed. The sexual need to be with a man overtook my sensitivity. If she wanted to stay my wife, then she had to allow me to have male lovers. Hmm. So he got up, got his coffee, refilled it. I was beginning to feel sorry for this old geezer until he returned with a fresh cup of dark roast and began the dark side of his story. Hmm. After my daughter was born... My wife and I became swingers. Remember back then in the oh you got, if you're young, they had swingers back then. Hmm. I remember that. Ted what was that Ted Allers something? It was a movie about swingers. Ted Allers. Anyway, he continued. She hated it. I loved it. My intentions were to be with the husbands. In fact, I only picked the couples where the husbands wanted to be with a man. So I guess he only swung with uh, men who wanted to be with men. I wonder were they gay? Who knows? As our daughter got older, my wife became more assertive. She couldn't do it anymore. She allowed me to have male lovers as long as it did not interfere with our marriage and raising our daughter. She loved me too much, to leave me, on the other hand, I couldn't bear living the gay lifestyle and face condemnation. So I did what my what any respectable married man would have done, and had anonymous sex in all the right places. This is before uh, all the right places this is before um, the internet, the date, the date apps. All the right places would be the parks, the bathhouses. Uh, he probably even went to the uh, uh, the tea rooms on the train, on the subway. So I had to stop him and take a bathroom break. <laughs> so I was rethinking our rendezvous. I was appalled of his selfishness, cowardness, and apathy towards his wife and child. I did not find any sexual attraction towards him. He's been using his beauty and endowment to fulfill the emptiness of his life. I left that bathroom determined to turn and let him down gently. I sure did, because I mean, he did—he was actually turning me off. I was younger then; I was fifty-seven years old. He's seventy-seven. I'm seventy now, so I don't know. If I met somebody now, probably won't. You know how that goes. As I sat down, he smiled at, at me for the first time. His eyes twinkled with lust. "I need to be with you today," he continued. "I'm quite depressed. I wish my wife in the hospice I visit my wife, visited my wife in the hospice today. And my daughter coldly acknowledged my existence. She was also visiting my wife need to be with you today. I need to come down from this depression. He held my hand and I know he had to have, I should say, and I knew he had to have felt the coldness in them, but he held onto them anyway. I was cold. I was cold. I i, I was completely turned off. I mean, I mean, he was 77, so he, I mean, he, you could tell he was at one point he was hot. But he wasn't hot that day 70, at 77. So so he goes continue. He says to me, first off, I like my boys to be clean. Mind you, I'm 57 years old, calling me a boy. So I will bathe you before we do anything. Okay, I said as I withdrew my hands from his grasp. I don't think so. I said, no more, stood up, gulped down the rest of my coffee, headed out of Starbucks, and never looked back. I left behind a man who loathed his life because of his own volition. I don't know. I mean, at that time, that was some years oh well forty some years no twenty some years ago I mean at that time in my life, I really felt bad i was fifty seven he was seventy seven and how could you put your wife someone you may not have loved her and she may love you, but it's still in my opinion, he should have just let her go but again, it's not all his fault now she he told her the truth he told her um what he's all about, and she still agreed to be with him. I've seen a lot of this as I was coming. I've seen that with gay men. I've seen gay men run after straight guys and do the same thing, knowing damn well. Um, well, I don't know if I put this in my podcast. Um, back in the day, I was his name was Raymond. I wrote a book. If you read my book, and one Raymond's in my book, I and. Um, he was living with when we met. He was living with um, Albert. Not to say Raymond was straight, but Raymond was into fat fat guys, and I was fat, so was Albert. And um, but Raymond was a a pimp. He was he was putting girls out on the street. So, but Albert. Would have done anything. We did it. Did do anything to stay with Raymond. I didn't want to. I didn't. I wanted to be with Raymond, but not not like that. I guess I was selfish. I wanted to man all to myself. I had a friend named Eddie he, who told me years ago because he was he was he had the hospital. One of my boyfriends that was dating at the time, and I told my boy boyfriend wanted to move in with me. And told me that Eddie wanted him. And I said, no. I said, if you're going to fool around with Eddie, you, you ain't moving in with me. And then I got a call from Eddie. He says, you know, your problem is you got to learn to share. There's not enough men to go around. You got to learn to share. My name is Eric. And you have heard the craziness that lives inside my head.